It's August 3rd, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories today. China has responded to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. Prior to the trip starting, China suspended imports from 35 Taiwanese exporters of biscuits and pastries. China has previously suspended other foodstuffs, but has avoided banning their largest imports from Taiwan, which are electronics, machinery, plastics, and chemicals. After Pelosi touched down, China's defense ministry announced that its military would conduct targeted drills and missile tests surrounding Taiwan, and 21 Chinese aircraft entered Taiwan's air defense zone. My concern here is not that Nancy Pelosi's trip has changed anything fundamental about the relationship between the U.S. and China or between China and Taiwan, but that crises like this raise the possibility of miscalculation. Some of the zones that China has said it is holding their drills in are within Taiwanese territorial waters and basically amount to a blockade of the island. This, coupled with more incursions of Taiwanese airspace, increase the risk that someone accidentally crosses a red line and live fire is exchanged. What we do at that point is anyone's guess. The UN nuclear chief warned that Europe's largest nuclear power plant in Ukraine is completely out of control and issued an urgent plea to Russia and Ukraine to quickly allow experts to visit the sprawling complex to stabilize the situation and avoid a nuclear accident. Rafael Grossi, Director General of the International Atomic Energy Agency, said in an interview Tuesday with the Associated Press that the situation is getting more perilous every day at the Zaporizhia plant. Every principle of nuclear safety has been violated at the plant, he said. What is at stake is extremely serious and extremely grave and dangerous. The IAEA needs to go to Zaporizhia, as it did to Chernobyl, to ascertain the facts of what is actually happening there, to carry out repairs and inspections, and to prevent a nuclear accident from happening, Grossi said. The first grain ship to depart Ukraine since Russia invaded has arrived at Turkey's Bosphorus Strait as a result of the deal struck between Russia, Ukraine, and the UN to alleviate the global food crisis. The Rizzoni, which is carrying 26,000 tons of corn, will be inspected this morning before continuing its journey to Lebanon. The Rizzoni left the Ukrainian port of Odessa on Monday, bound for Tripoli in Lebanon via Turkish waters. The Sierra Leone-flagged ship will be inspected for prohibited goods by Russian, Ukrainian, Turkish, and UN officials before transiting through the narrow Bosphorus Strait. In Lebanon, a Russian ship holding stolen Ukrainian grain has been held for investigation. Ukraine has offered to sell the grain on the ship to the Lebanese government for two times less than market prices. Elsewhere, Poland's ruling Law and Justice Party is losing traction in opinion polls, but it isn't giving any further ground in its rule law dispute with the European Commission. And there's no sign that the EU is planning to release the 35 billion euros in loans and grants from its pandemic recovery fund. 
Commission President Ursula von der Leyen last week said that Poland had failed to meet the EU's milestones in rolling back changes to the justice system that violated EU rules by bringing the courts under tighter political control. Poland's ruling United Right Coalition passed legislation on July 15th that moved some way toward the Commission's demands by renaming a controversial chamber on the Supreme Court that disciplines judges, but has yet to reinstate the suspended judges, and the country is still facing fines of 1 million euros a day for ignoring rulings on the judicial system from the Court of Justice of the EU. Prosecutors in Mexico launched an investigation into former President Enrique Peña Nieto for several alleged crimes, including money laundering and illicit enrichment, weeks after the country's anti-money laundering agency accused him of handling millions of dollars in possibly illegal funds. In a press statement, the Attorney General's office referred to Peña Nieto as Enrique P., in line with Mexico's policy of not identifying those accused of crimes. The statement said he was under investigation for potential election-related crimes tied to a Spanish construction company. The former leader, who now lives in Madrid, has denied any wrongdoing. Leaders of African countries are likely to use the next UN climate summit in November to push for massive new investment in fossil fuels in Africa, according to documents seen by The Guardian. New exploration for gas and the exploitation of Africa's vast reserves of oil would make it close to impossible for the world to limit global heating to 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. However, soaring gas prices have made the prospect of African suppliers even more attractive, and developed countries, including EU members, have indicated they would support such developments in the current gas shortage. Pakistan's election commission ruled yesterday that former Prime Minister Imran Khan's political party received millions of dollars in illegal funds from foreign countries, including the United States, the United Arab Emirates, the UK, and Australia. Khan, who analysts say had fallen out with military powers over the appointment of a spy chief in the run-up to his ouster earlier this year, was not immediately available for comment. A spokesman for the PTI party denied any wrongdoing. The commission's ruling is a major setback for the former cricket star who has been leading a campaign against the new government. In one of our Stranger Stories today, A Utah man has been arrested on accusations he started a wildfire while trying to burn a spider with a lighter. Corey Allen Martin told deputies that he spotted the spider Monday while he was in a hiking area in the foothills south of Salt Lake City near the city of Springville. He acknowledged starting the fire, but didn't explain why he was trying to burn the spider. Deputies found a jar of marijuana in his belongings but he didn't appear to be high, said Utah County Sheriff Sergeant Spencer Cannon. There is no evidence to suggest he intentionally started the blaze, but he called it a reckless and puzzling decision. The area and most of Utah are bone dry amid extreme drought conditions. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, 
please email us at podcasts at the dsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Ollie Wine about his new book, America's Great Power Opportunity, Revitalizing U.S. Foreign Policy to Meet the Challenges of Strategic Competition. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into Deep State Radio, where David Rothkoff talked with Rosa Brooks, David Sanger, and Graham Allison about Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. (laughs) 